This is the first time I'm reading this, by the way. Like, Do it first, cold. Right. Ready? Yep. As the first... Okay. Nailed all it. Hello and welcome to the Oblivion Song Podcast. This is a show where friends sit around and talk all things Oblivion Song, a comic book created by Robert Kirkman and Lorenzo De Felici. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan. I'm Bill. And I'm TJ. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at Oblivion Podcast. Uh, we're everywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, in the backseat of your car. We're, we're everywhere. Look behind you guys you. Don't look behind you. Don't look behind you. What's going on? It has been 115 days Ooh. since the last time we posted an episode but we are back and this is the penultimate episode we've got a good episode lined up i mean i know we are about to record the other half here but as far as i know the first half pretty good it makes sense it makes sense because the penultimate episode of like shows is always way better than the season finale i'm not i i don't know the future so i don't know if our last episode is going to be terrible or not but this one was really really good they're all Mm -hmm. terrible yeah, <laughs> uh, but we do what we can. Uh, but we got some uh, an exciting episode, as Ryan stated. We have the one and only Lorenzo De Felici, the artist of uh, Oblivion Song. Uh, we did that interview uh, already that you're about to hear, and it was it was a lot of fun. But we'll talk about that. It was in a little bit. Um, so how have you guys been? It's been a while. How 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 are things? How's the families? Good, good. We just had um, I you know. Katie's birthday was yesterday, and Riker's mm-hmm. birthday was yesterday. Yep. So we've been uh, celebrating birthdays this week, and our yeah. other friend we've also is had today. Oh yeah, we've also had uh, Thanksgiving. We've had Christmas. That's right. My birthday <laughs> happened. Yeah. Uh-huh. Some things have happened since Some the things last have time happened. we were here. So, uh, Bill, how are you? How are things? Uh, great. Yeah, the kids don't have school this week, and like. Ryan said it's it's also Riker's birthday week, so it's been kind of um, a busy kid-filled week for me. So I am I am tired to say the least. So, in fact, when we recorded with Lorenzo, I was hosting a sleepover, and there mm-hmm. were children at my house, and they had to be quiet for at least an hour, and they did great. So, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. It's good to be back. How about, how about you, TJ? Uh, you know, I mean, about kind of the same as you guys. It's uh, work has been extremely busy um i feel like february is just the month for birthdays just everybody i know was born in february um but i'm i'm ready for the cold to be over too i i i've, I've hit that point in, in in our winter here in western new york where i'm done i'm done especially because we start getting little teases yeah. of like 50 degree weather it's like hey remember this and then it drops down to like below zero again it's like come we on. had 55 degree weather and i rode my one wheel outside like i was 15 years old like zipping around the street and mm. i was like oh my god this is amazing and then two days later it's 20 degrees yep. again <laughs> so that is uh buffalo new york weather for you mm-hmm. yeah um all right well let's dig into some oblivion slog ob- Ooh, almost slog. said a bad word oblivion <laughs> slog <laughs> <laughs> 
Oblivion song slash Kirkman related news. Uh, so the trade paperback volume six, um, the cover was released and it looks really cool. I, I'm excited to, to get that, that last one to, to end out the trade paperbacks. Uh, and that comes I've out. That. Yeah, it's cool. Um, definitely look that up. If you're listening to this, I'll, that's our fourth chair. Oliver always being annoying. Um, it's coming out April 19th, so keep an eye out for that. And also, Hardcover Book 3 is coming out July 19th. Is it? Oh, I'm super excited about Book 3, and I love the cover to that. The, the hardcover covers are amazing. Um, is they look the, so good together. Is the trade paperback cover the issue cover? The 31 issue cover? This one? Am I looking at the right thing here? Uh, yes. Of them walking over the sign, right? Is that the sign? Yeah. Yeah, that's the first time they've done that. Again, unless it's a, a different... Uh, unless that's not the actual cover. But it no, looks like that, it because it says not, volume 6. That's not the cover. That's hmm. not the cover. Hold on, hold on. If you'd like to see the cover, you can go to our Twitter where I oh, posted it. Oh, that's where I should have gone. What am I doing trying to... Google things like an at idiot. Oblivion Podcast, and you can see it on our Twitter. I posted it on January twenty first, and it is of um, oh cool, Nathan, and he's like pulling mm. apart like goo. So yeah. nice, neato, and I think it's important to say too, TJ, that the the um, trade volume six is tentatively coming out in April. Because yeah, who I mean, knows? You never, you never know. I mean, they said in the in the back of this issue that it's issue thirty six is coming out in April, so there's we're skipping a month, so they're already delaying it, and I think that that's a smart decision. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I can't imagine them delaying it again. But and I think they even say April, late April, like mm-hmm. so. It's yeah. Yep. We'll just be prepared. One other thing, not uh, Oblivion song related, but something Kirkman related that I think uh, you'll like, Bill. Uh, it was announced. I mean, again, since the last time we were we've we've you know had this episode or the last episode uh, that in Kirkman's movie Renfield, we know that Nicholas Holt is uh, ideal. It was casted uh, ideally. We're assuming that he's playing Renfield. But Nicolas Cage was also casted in in this movie, and we're assuming, or I'm assuming, that he's probably going to play Dracula. Or I think hmm. he was actually casted as Dracula. I don't. I think that might be. I'm not sure. Really? Be... I remember when, seeing when, that he was uh, cast. What is the Nick Cage? We yeah. tweeted, or we uh, messaged each other about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did I respond? I don't think he did actually. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. that's kind of cool. Um, so yeah, uh, we know why you're here, right? You probably saw the, uh, the link and you saw interview with Lorenzo De Felici. We don't want to keep you waiting too long. So we will segue into that. Have fun. And we're here with the artist of Oblivion Song, Lorenzo De Felici. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me, guys. Absolutely. I I feel like one thing that the three of us uh, doing this podcast, I feel like we tend to talk more about the art than we do the actual, 
the actual story just because of how good it is and the art and the colors uh, between you and Annalisa are such a main focal point of of this series. Um, you're coming to us, actually. You're from Italy, correct? Yep, yep. So there's a, we got like oh. a... I'm sorry? From across the pond. As oh, say. yeah. And is that five? <laughs> actually, I'm... I'm is I was it? I was gonna say I'm so glad my wife can't hear you talking right now because it would it would cause some rifts in our in our marriage. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's just 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 the Italian accent, you know, man. It's it's a oh, romance language, I yeah. yeah. I know, I know. I, they they say that my accent, my Italian accent, is not that you know heavy. But if you want, I can, you know, <laughs> no, 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 please, lay it on real thick, please. I'm sure she's got like a sixth sense for it and she's coming. But yeah, you, you don't. I was going to say before we started recording that it doesn't sound like the, like the heaviest not thing the, I've ever heard. Yeah. 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 It's not the, the usual Mamma Mia pizza or, or you know, <laughs> heavy art or stuff like that. Yeah. But that's just because I listen to uh, to a lot of, you know, movies and Mainly your podcasts, and so <laughs> hey. my my ears are uh, used to some kind of pronunciation, more Interesting. Uh, American pronunciation, actually. Nice. So in the end, I, I end up talking like this. Yeah, and that's it. All right. Well, cool. Uh, so j- just to get started, how how uh, how did you kind of get into professional art? Was it something that um, you've always been interested in uh, since you were young? Yeah, absolutely. I used to read comics. I used to love comics and I used to draw a little bit. And so these two passions kind of overlapped when I figured out that I could, you know, uh, draw comics. And so, yeah, from the beginning, I didn't have any kind of doubt or hesitation about it. I just went full steam ahead on this path and... I have been to a comic school in Rome, and then I started working with some of my teachers there. Like they they asked me when when the school was over, they asked me if I could help them in some you know as a as an apprentice in mm-hmm. some jobs that they had, and and I started from there. I started as a colorist actually, and so for a long time I was just a colorist, and then I always you know. On the side, I also always drawn and kept drawing to, you know, to learn. And finally, I got to do that. Being a colorist first, did that influence your like illustrating at all? Like you're drawing like the when you draw something, you're like, I wonder how the colors are going to work with this. And Does it like sway you yeah. either way? And if I could bounce off Absolutely. that. Oh, I was going to yeah. say, like, I can't um, imagine some of these pages um, being drawn without the colors in mind. Like some of these are so vibrant and so intense that I, 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 I don't know how you can possibly draw them without factoring in what the colors actually are. And uh, bouncing off of Bill's question is how closely are you working with Annalisa with those colors? Is she determining them completely on her own or is that more of a communication between you guys? Uh, so, um, as I, uh, learn drawing by also coloring my own stuff, I never, I never thought about my drawing without the color. Mm-hmm. So, and I used to also color my own comics. I, I did it for a while while I was working for the French market, for example, or for the Italian market briefly. And so Oblivion Song was actually the first comic that I couldn't draw for you know, time restrictions. 
because of the you know the the issues timing the 20 pages per month so it's it's kind of tricky and so i just wanted to keep some of my you know um my coloring going with the covers but uh, for the art, art itself i had to learn how to draw without color without wow. you know without uh, completing the drawing with, <laughs> in, with colors in my head because sometimes i used to do that i used to draw something and then l leave part of the drawing empty or blank because i knew that i would do that with color i would do something mm -hmm. with color for like the sky or like, i don't know like windows or reflection or something and with oblivion song i had to stop doing that which was really tricky in the beginning in the beginning i was really struggling to do that because i couldn't find my way i couldn't find my my own stuff you know it didn't look familiar to me which which is really weird mm -hmm. but analisa really helped me with that because she's you know you, you notice that she's incredibly incredibly talented and so uh with her help and in the beginning, I was really like a pain in the ass, you know, I was always <laughs> there like, oh, maybe this, maybe that. But then uh, after a while, I, I started feeling more comfortable and more, you know, sure about my own stuff and about uh, what came out in the end. And so lately, of course, like even from the, you know, the first the first issues, I really uh, left everything to Annalisa and we just you know we just um, sometimes we just choose some some scenes like oh I wanted to do that like nighttime or daytime or maybe you know there that could be like a nice a nice sunset could be perfect in the, in the, in the background or something like that wow. mm -hmm. but that's the extent where we go right now that's fascinating to me and that's, I, I that's think, awesome I think, I mean, you, you said that you struggled early on, but I mean, right from the start, you guys killed it. I mean, I, what I always loved about the, the opening of the first issue or like the first issue in general was we came into Oblivion Song because we were fans of The Walking Dead. We were fans of Invincible. We came into it knowing Robert Kirkman, but I always kind of looked at the first issue as an introduction into who and like who you were and who Annalisa was as an artist, because there wasn't a lot of dialogue. It was just a lot of a lot of action and a lot of a lot of movement and just kind of showing us the world, showing us oblivion, uh, introducing us to Nathan. And um, yeah, I love I, I love the first issue and how that started out. So did I, you did you design like. 100%, 99%, did Kirkman say that I want tentacles on this thing? Or did you do like all of the, were you just given like a blank canvas? Like these are, what what, what did you design? What didn't you? Uh, well, uh, design wise, I, I Robert just told me, for, for example, like in the beginning, he told me that about this, this dimension slash planet, which is oblivion. And he told me about the growth about this thing, you know, growing on stuff. But that was it for, for example, for the environment. Uh, then from there, I had to, you know, try to imagine how this grow, growth could would look like and how it would, you know, grow on, on, on stuff. Actually, it was kind of a blind run in the beginning because I didn't know well 
what what was going to happen. So it was really, you know, issue by issue, I was learning about new new stuff, new characters, new scenarios. Mm-hmm. And so I had to design everything uh, on the way. And, and that was really weird because, so Robert um, called me, like he actually wrote me in 2015, uh, I think, uh, to ask me if I wanted to be, you know, uh, working with him and and I said yes but uh, I um, I just began um, drawing a, a French comic so I couldn't I couldn't start right away so I told him like yes but you have to wait for me for like one year or so <laughs> and he said yes but um, before that I want you to do the first issue and then you can go finish your stuff and then we'll go back to the second one. So actually the first issue, the first 30 pages, I, I did them in one month, wow. which is pretty wild. <laughs> and and I, I didn't even know how I did it, actually. And, <laughs> Kirkman, Kirkman said do it. That's how you did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly <laughs> Uh, not only not not only because it's a lot of pages, but also because I had to do all the design for for the world and, yeah. and the creatures and everything else, and so that was really like incredible. And I, I I'm always surprised and of course pleased to to know that those 30 pages, which I barely remember doing <laughs> because I was so incredibly. You know, overwhelmed by everything, uh, clicked with with people. Like yeah. I, I really enjoy it. That's how, just how, how long like, was it? Uh, how long was it between issue one and issue two? Was it a full year before you began working on issue two? Yeah. Then, wow. Yeah. wow, we never we never knew that. <laughs> we never expected yeah. that from yeah. from looking at I mean, it. That's amazing. In, in between those, there is a whole uh, issue of a comic of like eighty pages that I did for a French comic. Uh, which I did also like uh, drawn and colored. Mm, wow! Wow! Is yeah. So was I, issue one when you when you did it was it was it an official issue one like this is absolutely going to be the issue one or was it more of a proof of concept kind of thing like to, a pilot to see what it was gonna be like? Did you get notes like after it was completed or? No, 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 no. The, the the issue one was just the issue one that you that you read. Uh, I think in the end. We added like he added like maybe two or four pages uh, because we uh, we needed to you know to better connect some some story yeah. points. But other than that, that's absolutely what 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 I did then. It's exactly what's in issue I one. Don't know how you do that. Like I, I don't know how Crazy. you're just given a general idea. Because I, I have anxiety and I'm feeling overwhelmed just thinking about, okay, uh, mm-hmm. like I'm drawing a superhero book. I know what people look like, so I can just draw this person in a cape or I have to design a costume. But you're designing creatures and environments that are just completely and, – and then you also have a deadline. It's just – I don't know, man. You, know like, you, you hit it out of the park though. Like, Thank you. I, I always think – so I also – uh, lately, I'm starting teaching uh, character design, and so one thing that I say to my students is just that when you wa- when you have to do something like this, that it's really frightening and worrying, you just need to to you know just like when you walk on a rickety bridge and you don't wanna see below, 
you don't want to look down that that's the same thing like you have to go you have to have your goal in sight and then mm. just walk walk forward and and in the end you did something but if you overthink it or if you really um start jumping between the uh you know the maker and the reader positions in your head that's going to mess up whatever you you are doing because you're you will be stuck in your head you know and yeah. so yeah just do it another thing that uh, i mean me bill and ryan we tend to disagree quite a bit <laughs> uh one thing that we throughout all 35 or 36 because we've seen it seen the cover now uh that we've agreed on is the covers and oh how, my god like a like literally every time a new cover would would come out or you would show it on your twitter or whatnot every time every episode we'd be like no this is my new favorite cover no this is my new favorite cover it is so consistently great and mike carter on twitter wants to know like do you have a favorite cover and uh which cover would you say was the hardest for you to draw so uh that's going to be hard to remember the the numbers mm -hmm. uh but so the hard the hardest one that i worked uh on was so let me see let me let me let me do a, a quick check it's probably it's gonna the be cover. Ryan's favorite <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, th I think it's also uh, it's also one of the worst ones. Uh, so yeah, There's, there there uh, is no worst one. Oh come on, <laughs> we're just we're just yeah. here to blow smoke up your ass the entire interview. Well, and I'm and I'm here for it. <laughs> well, while you're looking, uh, while you're looking, I just gotta give a shout out to I love the you know the 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 homage ones you do off of yes. famous historical artwork uh, and, and the yeah. statues and uh, all of those have been so great. Even, even your walking dead one, like those are always such uh, uh, you know, a, a fun thing to look at. I, I love them. Liberty, Liberty guiding the people in issue 34. Yeah. yeah. yeah those, uh, one, th those ones are by far the, the ones that I have more, more fun with yeah. because I already have the, you know, the setting and I already have, you know all the the uh, the the idea done, and then I just have to switch the characters and uh -huh. I have to play with them, and that's absolutely uh, the the those are the most the most fun that I have with covers. So the the least fun that I had with a cover was for issue number twenty three, and that that was such a messy one for me, and I realized that I I went over my head like I, I was too ambitious with it and so after oh. a while i just i just tried to you know oh yeah i i really do love that cover though because it the the viewpoint of it yeah i yeah, thought yeah. it was super that was super smart i actually really like this one and it, no, it, because, it it's like scary <laughs> oh no I, th that was my intention but i don't know i think i fumbled it a little bit in the end it, it's a little bit messy so it, a, a little bit messier than i wanted to but it reminds me of, it reminds me a little bit of 14 in that perspective kind of one where you did the um yeah the through the head that kind one, of thing um another that one somewhat is, homage. Is probably is probably like concept wise is the is my favorite one cool because I also I think when I when I when I posted it on Twitter I think I also 
uh, added a little note that it was basically uh, in my head it was an homage to uh, it was a page a, from like it was a venom, venom one right yeah yeah spirits of vengeance or vengeance mm. or something like this uh, and there was like a this this panel with in front with the camera inside of uh, venom's mouth and i wanted to do something like that because when i when i saw it when i was a, a kid <laughs> it blew my mind i was like yeah. oh man yeah like i never thought about something like that so i wanted to do something yeah. Similar. On top of really amazing looking uh, coverage, you guys also had a fun time sneaking in variants without really talking oh, about yeah. it. Like you had the frog first and then you had all the, the signs for Hong Kong, Paris and, and, and L.A. That was that was also really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. So not to mention really, also. No, no, no. So the frog one uh, is the is one that uh, Robert came up with. But the sign ones was something that I came up with. And then all the variants by other people. Uh, and uh, like, I was surprised as much as you guys. Like I, I didn't know anything about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know. No, I didn't know the variant. So they came um, to me like they, they, they sent me those in my Comps. boxes uh-huh. that, I, that I get every month. And, and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Just covers, like how much we love, and I know that Kirkman has done this with some of his other, his other uh, titles as well, but like issue one, issue 13, and issue mm. 25 of oh, just the, yeah. the same – the same shot of like Nathan, then I think uh, and then, 13 was Marco, and then Nathan again, yeah. and then in, like, now, the future, and just tattered. And now 36. Yeah. And now 36 coming yeah. out too, which uh, it's so perfect. And I love it when, 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 uh, the callbacks do that. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, so at Gary Haylock. 1971 on Twitter wants to know uh, if you had a favorite issue. Haylock, right? Yeah, maybe it's like Lord Haylock <laughs> in disguise. Uh, if you had a favorite issue to draw and why, or maybe like a favorite um, scene that you drew. Yeah, um, probably the 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 scene is um, my favorite scene is is uh, included in my favorite issue. So it's going to be pretty easy. And I think it's issue na- number 26 when we uh, when we follow Dakul oh, in the yeah. city. Uh, yeah. And so uh, my favorite scene is absolutely when we see for the first time uh, uh, that kind of weird ritual that they do, like when all the faceless men on the Kutal are just like uh, crouched or right. something. And, we yeah. talked about that for hours like we're like what is this like are they is it like a is it like a do they regain en- energy like we were trying to remember we were trying to figure that whole thing out yeah yeah, yeah. and 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 i think it was geez this was probably closer to like 20 i don't know issue 1920 or so when the when, when we see it with uh lord halak and uh, I actually really liked in the back of the um, hardcover, uh, you and Robert talk a little bit about how you wanted it to be this alien thing that they do that we can't fully understand why or how or what what they're actually doing, whether it is spiritual or sexual or whatever it is there. This is a thing that they do. Um, and yes, that 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 is pretty cool. That yeah. that that is what makes 
excellent sci-fi. Like I am a huge sci-fi fan and the less I know about something, the better it works because it's supposed to be alien. Like if, if we're seeing this new dimension, Oblivion, and I, I am familiar with actions or the way that they talk or the way that their culture is, I, I'm, I'm drawn out of it because I'm like, that's why, why, why are they acting like humans? And this is one example where I'm just like, I don't understand it. I fucking love it because <laughs> I don't understand it. And it's great sci-fi. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I love that scene too. It haunts, I, I agree. It haunts me to this day. <laughs> <laughs> was there a, Do you a have- something similar to like, I guess, I guess favorite moment to draw anything. Was there something that came up in the script uh, when you got the script from Kirkman that, that was like kind of, you know, shocking to you or surprising or whether it be, oh, my God, I got to draw this or, oh, my God, this is happening in the story or something that really stood out to you. Like, I know um, Ryan Otley talks about the first time he gets the scripts about, you know, regarding the conquest fight or something and what what that was like seeing those for the first time um, or something later on when he has to draw a million young Viltramites attacking. Like, is there something that you think of when um, you think back to reading something in script and like, man, I got to put this on paper? Yeah, there's been a couple of issues of that. Um, Shocking-wise, like from a plot point of view, uh, when Kit gets, uh, you know, killed. Oh yeah. Uh, that that was kind of I didn't I wasn't expecting that. I didn't know about that because like Robert um, always talks to me about the plot, but in broad, you know, broad brush strokes so i don't know the details mm-hmm. and so when that when that page came up i was like no like <laughs> I, I i enjoyed i enjoyed drawing keith so much that's such a fun character to draw and now that that's it yeah so i yeah, was yeah. kind of disappointed <laughs> and probably the, the scene where I, I i read it and i was like okay how am i going to do that i have a it's guess a scene where where uh, the cool uh, starts. Was, was it the jets? Yes. Oh my god! Like opening up the jets and and, and like th- those things. I was like, yeah. now I have to understand how <laughs> how a jet looks like uh, from the inside, and I don't even know how it looks like from the outside sometimes. So that was like <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. So challenge accepted. We but, spent. We spent a lot of time talking about that, too, didn't we? Weren't we, like, just enamored by... It, it's we're incredible, like, that, those pages. Like, what are we seeing right now? So good. Yeah, those are great. You yeah. nailed it. Do you, Thank you. Do you have a favorite character or somebody that may, you felt like you could connect with more? Yeah, Keith, until he died. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly that. Like, I was, I was so... Like, I was so in love with him. It was such a complex character. I, I really liked it because... It was layered, and then yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think Ed Ed is the one that I I like. I, I don't necessarily identify with him that much. Mm-hmm. I'm more uh, a Nate guy, but at the same time, I really love his uh, his character, his yeah. arc. His you know. He's another one that has a lot of layers and you can feel like even though when even though sometimes you don't agree with with what he's doing, you kind of know where he's he's coming from. And so, you know, 
Uh, and it's also like one of the, the the engines of the of the of the story of the plot itself because if uh, like Nate is it's a pretty you know well mannered and I, I don't want to mess things up guy mm-hmm. and you need some somebody to mess things up and to you know uh, uh, put a little bit of uh, mm-hmm. chaos into your your story because otherwise it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think uh, they're they're mirrored, right? They're yin and yang because Nate is very, very, very logical, and everything that Ed does is completely full of emotion. Like he does, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's all it's all emotional. All of his de- seriously, if you go back, every yeah. single decision he's ever made is is about emotion, and sometimes yeah. he he fucks it up, and sometimes it works because that's the way that passion is. And then Nate's just always logical, always has a plan. So I, I like I love that about. Yeah. And I can relate to that because I'm very like, you know, wear it on my sleeve and just, you know, shoot from the hip kind of guy. So I like yeah. that too. I subscribe to everything you just said. <laughs> uh, something that is a, a kind of a staple of, of this comic and something that we get really excited about are all the time jumps. There are quite a bit of time jumps. Um, you know, first we get, I think there's, you know, two separate three year jumps mm-hmm. uh also yeah. the the time in prison i don't i don't know i mean yeah but there are multiple jumps in time um how was doing that because i mean you're you're thinking about not only uh the growth on characters and i know you've you've you know you're changing hair or giving them beards or but you're also having to factor in um environments uh not only the growth but the architecture and and all of all of that kind of stuff what has that been like yeah um Usually, when 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 we are in oblivion, uh, you can't really see the the growth growing. Like mm-hmm. you just see like some kind of a weird jungle. But um, the places where you can notice some kind of change with the passing of time is just in in the in the, in the part of Philadelphia that transferred there, where you can see that the buildings are uh, even more you know, submerged by the growth itself. And so um, I just, I just, you know, in the beginning when I, when I drew Philadelphia, the Philadelphia section in Oblivion for the first time, I tried not to overdo it too much because I still wanted to, to feel that, that there was a city under, underneath uh, all the, those stuff. Uh, but then when, I, when we go back there and it's, and like, Three years have passed, or or six years have passed. Uh, I try to, you know, we already knew that Philadelphia is under all those all that stuff, and so I just, you know, uh, uh, destroyed it a, a, li- <laughs> a little bit more. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that that was it. That that was not something that, uh, from my point of view, uh, has been mm, particularly challenging. That's something. The, the challenge there is more on the characters and on and on the plot side, of yeah. course. Speaking of which, too, like I, one thing I want to call out um, is how like one thing that you put in the the back of the hardcovers. Um, and again, if you don't have these hardcovers, you should definitely get them if you're listening. Um, a lot of commentary by uh, by Lorenzo and uh, and Robert Kirkman, and you said that a lot of times, like the challenges are with the characters themselves. And one thing that you put about Duncan that I always loved mm-hmm. was how his time in Oblivion. You take that into account when you draw him 
um, because you can see it on his face, um, how he rarely smiles. And I love how you just take a not only just draw the character, but you take into account everything that they've been through before drawing them. And I, I think that that's awesome. Yeah. So again, thank you. you don't have the hardcover. Another one of my favorite characters cool in there. Duncan is awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, go ahead, Phil. Oh, no, I was just I, I don't know what you where you were going to segue to, but I'm just curious, like I'm sad that the book is ending for <laughs> multiple reasons. But I mean, one of the main reasons is because we've we've absolutely fallen in love with you as an artist and as an illustrator and a designer and all that stuff. So, like, can you talk to us about maybe what's what's upcoming? Do you have some stuff in the work that that like is readily available that's going to be readily available or like in, in the United States or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I don't know if I, uh, I mean, I mean, I, I signed the contract, so uh, we didn't do any kind of official statement yet about that. But exclusive. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> like, but uh, I, I'm, I will try to be as vague as possible. But <laughs> I have another project in the making, always with Skybound. And I'm working on on a on a project that I'm uh, writing, drawing, and coloring. Oh, nice. wow. oh my god! I have yeah. goosebumps. I'm so <laughs> oh man, I do too. I literally. Oh got my goosebumps. god! That's, That's exciting. So awesome. Thanks, guys. That is, uh, that thanks is thanks so for uh, for the fate that you put <laughs> in me. Oh no, uh, it's going to be it's going to be. Uh, uh, a, sh- a shorter project, of course, is not going to is, is not that many issues. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, it's a project that I have in mind since, like, I don't know when. Uh, and I really, I really was, I was trying to 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 find the right place for it. And after working in Skybound for a while, I understood that that this is the right place yeah. for the project. Absolutely. That's and awesome. they were very, you know, very, very kind. They were very happy. And they, um, we are already uh, working on that, of course. That's awesome. amazing. So, yeah. I don't even I don't need know. to know any more details or anything yeah. like that. As long yeah, as I know exactly. that we're going to see more stuff from you, Lorenzo, that's that's all I need. That's, that's super great. Good for you, too, man. That's Yeah, congrats. That's, that's, that's awesome. There are a couple more questions from uh, Twitter that I want to make sure that I, I get in here. So Wyatt Lane, Wyatt Lane wants to know uh, – uh, if you have any like favorite artists that that you followed growing up, or or current artists that you that you're following currently, uh, that's um, that's a huge question. <laughs> uh, so yeah, when I when I when I was growing up, I I, I always read uh, American comics. I always read uh, mainly Spider Man, and so probably the first one of the first artists that really. Uh, struck a chord with me, but on, not just on a, on the fanboy side, but on on the artistic side too, was John Romita Jr. Oh it yeah, was, like his run on Spider-Man is one of the most. For me, it just changed my yeah. my mm-hmm. my mind completely. So, it's a little more like gritty. I love that too. I think yeah, he's awesome. I, and it's also so you know volumetric and and powerful, and you can feel the shape of stuff. In, drawing which is not something that sometimes you can you, you don't do it uh, always so that that's really something that captivated my imagination a lot and as of late i have to say that i'm really stunned by the work that uh the daniel warren johnson is oh doing. my gosh yeah 
it, it's it's just incredible. Yeah. I, I also I met him in uh, in Italy yeah, a while ago at Luca, and he's he's disgust, disgustingly <laughs> handsome and and young and 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 nice, and so I don't I don't I don't know. Uh, that, that's just that's just unfair. Um, I, I know you mentioned that. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. no. Um. You mentioned that you're going to start uh, or, or, you know, you're, you're coming out with your co- a comic of your own where you're going to be doing uh, the writing. But is there a writer that you feel like you've always wanted to work with, like in the future? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, because uh, uh, I have like some some ideas, but they're pretty wild. I think that that right now, like. Uh, I never, I never said that I wanted to work with some somebody, and then that somebody knocked at my door every time, trying to work with me. Like in the French market, I was uh, in love with a writer there, and and after like some year um, that I was just coloring, he wrote me to <laughs> ask me if I wanted to do a comic with him. And while I was doing that comic, Robert called me and. <laughs> And, and ask me the same thing. So I don't See, you don't want to say it because just it's just going to happen. I don't want to yeah. jinx it. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I think there's your, a little ad in you after all, Lorenzo. That's a very ad, that's that's a very ad way of thinking right there. At <laughs> <laughs> um, Euro Heaven uh, writes in on Twitter and. Oblivion Song is becoming a movie, which is huge, with Jake Gyllenhaal, who's a, who's a huge yep. actor. Um, are you, can you tell us, are you involved at all or will be involved, maybe doing storyboards or something like that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't think I, I will be uh, um, doing storyboards because doing storyboards is such a, a specific art form that mm-hmm. I don't know much about. Like I, I did it for advertisements when I was younger, but I don't feel, you know, that I could, I could uh, do uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could, you know, I could uh, have some voice into the character design or something Concept like that. that that's something that, that interests me. And, and I feel a little bit, you know, more able to do that. Yeah. But um, I don't have any any news. Like I don't. Sadly, uh, I, like I wanted to come here with a oh. <laughs> another nice scoop, but no, <laughs> no, no, we no we we're news. we're well aware those things take take time, yeah, uh, yeah a long yeah. time, and that's and that's just, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, the longer the longer we do the podcast, the the more used to. Um, I'm not saying going to say being disappointed with like news and stuff like that, but we understand the, the, the reality of these of things. Time. That's the what it is. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we're, 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 we're less naive about like, you know, what what to expect in these huge developments and stuff. As so. podcasters, we talk about it constantly. So we always just we're selfish and we want things now and we yeah. don't understand that things sh- it shouldn't things. have to take time. And we just we just, just do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, over the know. years, we have learned. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't yeah, work, but doesn't work. But that actually, way. that that's that's my feeling too. Whenever somebody uh, uh, asks me if I want to do a comic, I say yes, and then I wish the comic was already done. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, that's it. But that that's not the way things work. Yeah. So, Oblivion Song issue thirty-five 
the finale of the series. 36. Um, 36. 36. Did I say five? Yep, 35 okay. just came out. Uh, issue 36, the finale, uh, comes out. It's slated for the end of April, as said in issue 35. Um, so issue 36, end of April. Um, once it's done, once it's out, um, what it, what is something that you want readers to take away from Oblivion Song after they've read the entirety? Ha. Huh. Well, I don't know if, if it's my place to say that, but I just hope that they that they had uh, that they had fun, and that you know, when, whenever you you write science fiction, you're not talking about uh, real issues, or at least you're not talking about them directly. You are just referring to 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 real issues through weird. With, with monsters, uh, <laughs> weird stuff going on. So I just hope that they, they, they take what Robert was trying to, you know, not to, to say to them, but to communicate, you know, because th- there are some clear messages in the comic. And probably in the last two issues, and the last issue uh, specifically, those things will will came Will, will come in surface like fully and so I think that that that's a question that you should do you should you should ask uh, Robert yeah when when 56 comes out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool well, well this has been really of- great man thank you so much and not only for obviously coming on the show but for the years of work you put into this so we've been you know really enjoying it and like we've talked about for ever and 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 as well as today like your art along with Annalisa Leone and everything has been just such a blast to to read and it's it I, I can't imagine this this story without what you've put into it so thank you for that we appreciate your yeah. dedication thank to you it guys. and just making it look so epic throughout the whole thing thank you guys yeah and if I mean if you're if you're listening to this episode then you've obviously w- read Oblivion Song and this comes as no surprise and this is obvious but you know we started reading uh The Walking Dead um and then Invincible and then pretty much everything else Robert Kirkman has done and what's nice about that is we at the end of it we come out liking other things other than Kirkman's writing, which is like obviously Ryan Otley's art and Corey Walker's. And now at the end of Oblivion Song, I can't say enough. And, and Ryan and TJ agree with us or agree with me that like you're someone that we are always going to be interested in, whatever it is that you're doing now. Like it's a new obsession, you know, and, and a very, a very healthy, a very healthy obsession. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but we, we, we came into, we started doing uh, the Invincible podcast and then this show and, and, we started doing it very like naive to the comic book industry and, and everything. Like I remember starting podcasting about uh, Invincible and we didn't really even know what an inker did, for example. Like we didn't really have a good grasp on the industry yeah. and what every and 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 the artwork and uh, and how to appreciate and understand and and this has been so great like discovering your art and, 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 and how, how you draw and, Oh shoot. Sorry. If you don't mind, one more thing I wanted to bring up about your art is you draw an, uh, oblivion song entirely digitally, right? Yeah. Unfortunately. Yes. Okay. So unfortunately, like, so is there some, is there ever a situation in which you, um, did draw something physically for the book or, or could have, or didn't, or like, is there, Mm. 
No, and Ryan's asking if he so. can buy it. That's no, 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 that's not. <laughs> no, that wasn't. It was. It was. No, I know TJ would, uh, but but it was just more of just the, from the creative side of it, um, and 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 I guess in preference. No, I just I actually I wanted to to draw something uh, traditionally because that's something that I really enjoy doing, but timing was never my friend got it so i would like the only paper art that you can find of oblivion song is probably the sketches that i do yeah. at conventions yeah that's the only you know uh ink on paper oblivion song in existence was oblivion song the first real digital only kind of thing you did or no okay no uh, actually i w i always tried I always wanted to go back to the traditional, uh, uh, to, to, to drawing traditionally. Every time that I start a new comic, I always think, okay, now I'm going to go back to the tradition. <laughs> now I'm going to back. And then I never have time. Yeah. Like I, for example, the, the comic that I was, um, uh, drawing for, for the French market that, uh, Robert called me when I just started, I, I did the first five pages of that comic in traditional, and then Robert called me, and, and then I, I had to you, you know because yeah. it I, I'm 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 quicker I'm I'm way faster with the with the, and so I had to go back to the yeah, digital yeah. once again. Got it. Because I don't know like being a colorist I I you know I grew a familiarity with the with the computer and with the with Photoshop and all that stuff. And so it's ju it just it's just easier for me. Got it. That was something else I was wondering. I didn't mean to ra jump into our wrap up right there, but it was something else I thought of. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank you again, Lorenzo. Uh, this has been awesome um, uh, talking to you and, and, you know, finally actually getting to, to speak to you one on one um, in person or well, not in person, but, you know, in voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully one day. Yeah. I, I'm sure we will we will speak again in the future. Um, cannot wait for you know the exciting uh, news that you just shared to come out uh, with your you know your future ventures. Um, we'll definitely, like Bill said, we'll we'll definitely be following your work in the future. Thank you, thank you again for everything you've done on Oblivion Song. It was incredible. And excited, guys, excited for it. issue thirty six. Yeah, yeah. All right. Goodbye. Thanks, Lorenzo. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Bye. bye, guys. Bye, everybody. And we're back. Thanks, Lorenzo. That was so much fun. And, that was a blast. Uh, it really was. It was. It was a really good interview, and it it's, it was nice to finally like talk to him, talk to him. So we had a good time. I think we aimed for like thirty minutes, and we blew past that. I mean, it was it was one of those things where I'm like, all right, so we're gonna be chatting with Lorenzo. I want to be able to like, you know we don't want to just be asking him story related questions. You know, it's not like we're talking with Robert Kirkman, obviously story stuff's going to come up, but I really wanted to make sure we dive deep into his, you know, his work on the comic and his history and, you know, everything. And uh, I don't know. I think we did a great job covering just about all of that. We did do a good job. Didn't we, Ryan? We're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. So we'll be doing this about six years. We're getting there. <laughs> we'll perfect it one day. Um, so, yeah. Issue 35, the penultimate issue. Uh, let's start with the cover. What did you guys think of the cover? Uh, it's an awesome cover. I will, yeah, it's great. I will say when uh, 
when I was seeing this cover going around on Twitter when they were announcing the issue, this issue was out, you know, Skybound saying, okay, issue 35 out now. I remember seeing the cover and being like, wait, are they using the right image? Like that, surely that issue has already come out just because I had seen this cover so long ago mm-hmm. that I was convinced we had already gotten this one. Um, but yeah, no, great cover. Yeah. I think uh, just how beat up he looks. This is like, I feel like this is like Lorenzo's answer to issue 63 of Invincible. Mm-hmm. Invincible's just fucked up. Yep. Yeah. I love the touch of the the um, faceless man's hand, like oh, yeah. holding yeah. his head up. Yeah. And how big it, the hand is in comparison, yeah. compared to his yeah, head. It makes it very, very brutal. Great cover. Cool. All right. Let's dive yeah. in. Previously on Oblivion Song. As the fight against the Cathal raged in Paris and Hong Kong, Nathan was caught trying to disable another transference device. In Oblivion, Gakal swiftly dispatched Lord Halak's elite guard, allowing Bridget and Duncan to collect samples that finally allowed them to create a way to reverse the growth in Oblivion. Meanwhile, Grand Kirag gave Heather and Delam an ultimatum, this time with a special bargaining chip, his new prisoner, Nathan. So one thing I wanted to bring up before we... uh got started but i forgot was in preparation for not only this issue and for our chat with lorenzo oh yeah you reread everything to reread oblivion song yeah um so i reread it from the beginning um over the course of two days it might have been like uh two and then some change i think i read a couple issues and then did the rest of it across two days um and it was really interesting really interesting sitting down and having just almost the entire thing just all at once back to back and um especially the hardcovers i'm pretty sure the trade paperbacks are the same they do that thing where there are no chapter breaks between issues Mm -hmm. it just there is each hardcover separated into part one part two kind of things um and uh and man it just flows it It flows so well man like it and it it reads better as just one story it really does not having to wait and also, the way I read it in these hardcovers, like, they're very contained stories and very different. Like, the first one being, like, no faceless men. The first hardcover. It's, like, mm-hmm. pretty much none. You see them twice in two small moments, and that's it. None at all. And that's, obviously, the third one's going to be all faceless men and war and everything. And the second one is, like, all... Just like the discovery of uh, of the faceless men and um, and uh, Ed and uh, living back over here and oh, it's so good. It's so good. All the um, all the uh, stuff of uh, uh, with Lucy living over there. It's I don't know. I really really enjoyed it. Rereading it and getting back into it. Um, and um, I think it really helped this issue. And I think it, there's some things that'll be, that we'll talk about when we get into this discussion on 35, um, that I think it, it benefited that I, I, you know, reread some of this, but yeah. In, in hindsight, do you think that the, the, cause I mean, there's certain things that I think work better as like a big chunk graphic novel form, different like multiple volumes as opposed to like a monthly comic and i feel like oblivion so i didn't reread it in in one fell swoop like you did ryan but i feel like it's one of those things where like maybe if it was released in in volume form 
in bigger chunks, it would <laughs> like, do you think it would have? That's one of those things that I, I don't know what the right answer is. Um, all I can speak for is like my preference. I almost always prefer reading, you know, a larger amount of time, a volume. Like I want, just give me a trade and just do it as, as trades or something or hardcovers. Um, but I also love the, I mean, when I love month to month is, I mean, what we're doing now, getting to talk to you guys about it. Um, if I'm not really talking to anybody about a comic that I'm reading, I can fall off of it pretty easily. Mm -hmm. um, and then I forget a lot. You know, I, there's just too much going on in our lives these days. And I'm, I'm consuming too much media that like, all right, new issue of Hulk came out by Ryan Outley and Donnie Cates. What happened in the last one? I got to read this previously on and kind of try and remember, mm -hmm. even though that issue blew me away. You know what I mean? Yeah. I still have to try and remember what happened in the last one. Mm -hmm. um, so I can't say for sure, like what the better answer is. I mean, I guess the right answer is that what they're doing because we get to do the month to month thing. We get to talk about it. And then if you want, wait. And, you know, I, I still get it both ways. I still get to, you know, have the, the hardcovers when they're out and read it in, in one sitting if I want. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I reread the whole series uh, when there was last year's break, mm -hmm. and I think it came back issue. Was that issue twenty five? Was it that break, or was there another break after? There that? was a break before twenty five, I think. No, I mean after twenty five. There was a few because it, it was like a yeah. month here, a couple months there. Yeah, I think I I read it. I read it last. Reread it all last year, and I definitely want to. I'm going to be reading reading it again uh, before the final issue. Just getting ready for that, but yeah. So, starting issue 35 opens up with uh, like at the headquarters uh, and uh, or the the Pentagon, um, and General Harkin is there, and there's no single signal on the screen, and somebody is telling him that basically. Uh, they're losing. They're losing the war. Um, they lost the war. Like, no res it, well, it, yeah. There's no yeah, response they, from Hong Kong. There's no response from Hong Kong. Uh, they're not getting any answers from anybody, uh, and it's not looking good. Uh, then it shows Paris. It, it shows uh, that um, the people are being taken prisoner. It shows another shot where there's just a whole bunch of faceless men or Kuthal um, standing over a bunch of dead bodies. Um and then some, yeah. and then the guy says, "We lost. We we lost everything." And he says, "What do you mean that we? What do you mean we've lost? Uh, the fighting has stopped. Our forces have surrendered." So, and then it shows Hong Kong, same thing. Like people are um, being taken, held uh, prisoner. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. General Hark Harkin is saying it, it's not over. I'm sorry. It's um, oh boy, help me out. Uh, the first, the first general, um, Bridget. No, Heather. <laughs> um, shoot, I just read this. Come on, it's um, um, well, Le Leroy? thirty-five episodes. <laughs> if there's one thing we're really terrible at, it's this. It's names. And it'll 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 come to it'll come to me. But yeah, he says that you know it's not it's not over. Yeah. Uh, you know, till we're till we're dead. Give me a direct connection to Marco. I need no minute to minute. What's happening? So, this this opening, uh, man, it 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 really set my expectations up because I thought this book was gonna do something fucking crazy, and it was because how did the last issue end? 
The last issue on, ended on... with Nathan being brought in after um, failing negotiations with um, with uh, uh, the Great Kirog. Mm-hmm. And then Nathan getting, getting you know, he, he gets captured. He Nathan disabled one of the three. You know, he 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 reversed one of the three transferences. Mm-hmm. Um, but then him going to stop the next one. I think it was. It might have been Paris or was it L.A. It was in Paris. No, it was uh, in Paris. Yeah, uh, he went to go destroy that one, but he got overtaken, and then yeah. we don't see him, and then he's brought into the chamber here. But yeah. the but the war on Earth, like it, it wasn't over. And it wasn't like bleak in my opinion. And then this one started and it's like, oh shit, we lost. Well, it it was though, because I mean, it was, it was Nathan. Nathan was our only shot. The only reason why, why um, LA was in, was looking good was because uh, Nathan stopped that and he, he destroyed that, um, Mm -hmm. the transference device uh, in LA. And then he went to, I believe it was Hong Kong and Nathan was solely the one that's, you know, well, he wasn't so, I mean, the, um, the, why am I drawing a blank? Director Ward. <laughs> <laughs> Took you a minute. But, uh, thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate that. The, uh, <laughs> I want to say, I want to say the Dukul, but that's not, Dukul was the leader. Uh, the army, Nathan's army. Uh, the, goes on. Um, goes on. Uh, the yeah. goes on yes. army was, they were doing well and they were, they were, they were holding their ground, but it was really Nathan that needed to, um, to destroy the transference device, which he did in LA, but then he failed in Hong Kong. He thought that it was going to be the same exact thing, not thinking that they were of course going to, yes, Paris, I I guess, of course going to, uh, to change their strategy and be ready for Nathan and send send people there. When a climax happens, like when someone is losing a fight, in a war movie they're they're like still actively fighting and they're like we're gonna lose this thing and and then and then something happens and then it stops this was like literally there's there's time to be like oh they're they're being taken away and there's no fighting happening right now because they have actually oh lost. yeah they've they've lost at this yeah, point. yeah so they're they're like it it the, the fighting is over with and yeah. they've lost so i was like even, oh man even this even is... in this even in this next page we're back in the chamber with uh with the great Kirag and Heather says to Nate, like first, like what are you? Why are you here? What happened? She's like, did did we lose? Is it over? And Nate mm-hmm. doesn't say anything. Like yeah, because Nathan knows that he was pretty much their only shot. Yeah, yeah. Is, is doing that. Um, so the great Kirag is, is is insistent on telling me like, on Heather, um, or maybe he's talking to Nate here, but basically saying like, tell me everything I need to know. How do I access your world? Like what are your weaknesses? All that still, um, and then. Gakul shows up with Gakul. Uh, is it a Gakul? I'm sorry, Gakul. Gakul. Yeah, Gakul. Man, it's like we, if, if somebody listened <laughs> to what we had just said over the last like ten minutes, we we are just speaking another language. It's been um, a while. Hundred days. <laughs> um, well, not just that, but the the, the words and remembering yeah. the names and man. Uh, so yeah, Galak. Shit. Gakal. Gakal. Gakal and Halak. Gakal and Halak show up. (laughs) Which, by the way, remember that happened last last issue? Was that whole fight scene? That was awesome. Yeah, Mm -hmm. where he took out all of his prism guards and... uh, Grand Kurag sent uh, Lord Halak to to basically get Gakal. And 
you know, end him. But he knew that uh, Lord Halak knew that he was going to just die in that fight. Yeah. Um, so he chose, and I mean, they talk about mm-hmm. it here. He he chose another path, mm-hmm. um, one that could actually get resolution and a solution there. Um, and that that was all really really cool. And another thing that's cool about this is um, Halak and Gakal come in with Ed and <laughs> everybody um, and Bridget <laughs> and Duncan, and they're oh, yeah. all. I think this is the first time it is the first time ever that all of these characters are not only together, but they're together in oblivion. Well, yeah, because we haven't seen um, Bridget and Duncan Duncan. in oblivion because again, last issue or was it the issue before? But either way, we got to see the scene where Duncan goes back and hears oblivion song and Bridget hears it for the first time, like all those really good character moments, but they're not there because it's been so long since we read the last one. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like having having that fresh, and I think having the read these back to back, I definitely got a little more enjoyment out of it. Yep. Um, so they're uh, uh, they show up, and <clears throat> uh, you know, Great Kirog is you know pissed off at Halak for you know you should have executed him, and you know Lord Halak's like you know I I would not have survived that. We chose a different path, and then Nanul goes up to Nate and is like, hey, we solved it. We 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 found a, a cure for the growth. Um, and uh, and Great Kirog is not. He, he, he doesn't really care because he says yeah. like he says that you know it, it, at this point it doesn't really matter. All of my forces have worked hard to basically overthrow Earth, overthrow the human people. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we were to just go back, then all of their efforts would have been for nothing, and that's insane. And then Heather's like, you you started all of this to to solve a problem that has now been solved and you want to continue down the same path like that's what's in, that's insanity mm-hmm. i mean right. but he's not he's not wrong they fucking won like yeah. they can do whatever they want they don't exactly have to, the humans have literally nothing to like hold against them yeah he says they might just sully their victory with with surrender and retreat yeah, our people have fought and succeeded. It, yeah, it, it honestly, it would not have made sense for him to be like, okay, what do you so have far, to say? So far, I mean, the last couple issues, Heather being in this room, and I, I, I like that she's kind of the voice of reason. Like, she's, she's, she's pretty great. I mean, her saying, you attacked us to solve a problem that is now solved. It is you who are insane. Um, and he, he basically orders their execution. He tells his elite guard to attack them. Um, and uh, in that moment, as their the guard is you know, starting to attack. Um, Nate says, um, now, now guys. And he Uh, says, that's what I thought he was saying. I I thought it was like, now guys, now guys, I thought it was like that. Like, don't fight now guys. But he was saying now he's like, guys now, you know, all of the, all of the guards that escorted Nathan into the room all start attacking. And then one of the faceless men, uh, I don't know if we know who that is exactly, but he says, they fight as goes on. How is this possible? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get a flashback. We get a flashback from what took place kind of behind the scenes of last issue mm-hmm. is um, Nathan. So as I said earlier, Nathan goes to Paris and he just like assumes that they're not going to change their strategy. Well, it turns out he did expect that he did yeah. know that they were going to change their strategy. So he planned for that. And he said, he got his goes on together and said, um, uh, when I go in there, I'm basically going to, you know, more or less surrender myself. I know that I'm going to get caught and I'm going to allow myself to get caught. And when so I they, get caught, so they call it come in. in and escort me out. Mm-hmm. 
and then yeah. escort me to Lord, uh, or not Lord, uh, the Grand Kirag. And that's how they got there in. Mm-hmm. I thought, Super I liked smart. That. I that like cool. that a lot. I really like that a lot. <clears throat> so, we're yeah. back, and uh, they're fighting. The Gozan are fighting. Um, they're defeated. I mean, they, they, they win, it looks like. And, and then we've got um, Gakal going up to uh, the uh, Grand Kurag saying, um, you know, I, I, I beg of you, you know, the, uh, you are the great uniter, bringer of the age of peace. When there was a time when your wisdom was indisputable, I, I can no longer say this. Um, and then the great Kirag, you know, is asking if he threatens him, do you desire my throne? Um, you know, you brought these traitors into this room. Uh, and then he summons more armored guard or um, prism guards. And yeah, he more says, fighting. he says, do you, do you really, are you, are you threatening me? Are you trying to take my throne? Uh, I regret to inform the, you that you and your friends will not leave this room alive. Mm-hmm. He calls in more and there's just a ridiculous amount of Kuthal there. Um, and some, he some basically really cool says, what? I was saying some really cool action here. I think, uh, I mean, at one point we get, um, you know, Nate gets his uh, lightning sword. Mm-hmm. Um, we also. Oh, you can't um, make light of that. That was like one of my best. That's, I love the sword. I fucking yeah. love the, yeah, sword. the sword. He great. starts. Yeah, one of, one of the goes on. One of the goes on says, Your sword, and, t- and tosses it to him, and he starts mm-hmm. taking names. Oh, yeah, um, man. We sick. get uh, uh, Lord Halak dies, right? Yeah, Lord Halak uh, takes it right to the chest. Multiple and times, the stomach yeah. and the back. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, which, <laughs> I mean, which, he's, can I? I mean, can, he's being killed by prism guards, which is interesting. I guess that's part of the brothers know. Like those are the, always the ones that protected him, the prism guards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one thing I forgot to mention: if you go back a couple of pages, one, two, three, four pages, um, and it shows, like the the top half of the page is everybody there you can see lord halak's cape just going through all the entire room it's so sick and even like when you first see lord halak come back um a couple issues ago uh to the grand kirag and all you see is like the those first yeah Yeah. those first and then you see lord halak his cape is so sick yeah i love that i like how they Mm -hmm. like the talons of it kind of have, have a mind of their own that's so sweet but i like the idea of uh it was it was in one of the um probably the back of book two hardcover when they were talking about the idea that, um, or Lorenzo was talking about like kind of it being made out of like a, uh, um, not even a cloth, but a, uh, a, like think of a, a film or a fungus or something that is just like paper light, but not, but lighter than paper. Just that kind of, you know, it almost like, uh, you know, I know what you're trying to say, almost like peeling, like if you get a sunburn and you, your skin peels, Mm-hmm. think of it made out of that kind of it's just super light but sturdy like strong but it's like that which is why it just goes everywhere epidermis imagine yeah, kind it's of. made from it's epidermis. kind of it's kind of skin like okay. in a way but like everything they have is like covered in all the growth and yeah. everything and i like the idea of it being, being really really organic. light yeah. yeah well being really really light too like it just blows easily versus it being kind of sentient in a way mm. yeah um yeah so there's more fighting and uh people are getting fucked up yeah uh nate goes up to um uh our grand kirag yep well so so heather it's heather right 
Heather's his? Yeah, yeah. So so she's like, there's we, we there's nothing we can do. And then Nate's like, no, there is. And then he goes up and he and he starts pleading with um, the Grand Pirag, saying, you know, tell your people to stand down. And then he he gets he tries to get him to stand up and and yeah. he says get off your ass and and tell your people to do something and he rips him from the throne and throws him on the ground i i don't know what he was intending what what his intentions were with this yeah. like yeah i i i have to say and and it it redeems itself what what had happened yeah but in terms of getting him off the throne i feel like it is, it is a little silly. Like, okay, so, okay, I'm standing. Now what? Like, what did you want? Yeah. You know, like, it's like, kind of like you'd expect. Well, I don't think that, that Nathan was had any intentions of, like, killing him. No. But at the, same part, at, at the same time, it's frustrating because it's like, dude, you're a part of this. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, I just, it, it's just it, one of those it, things where it's, it, it, it almost makes more sense if he was trying to kill him than if he was just trying to get him to stand up. Right. Like, if I'm mm-hmm. arguing with someone and they're sitting in a chair, TJ, and I was yelling at you, I wouldn't be like, can you please stand up and, 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 and yell and yell at me? Like, I, I don't know. It just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It didn't sit with me right in terms of how to get him out of the chair. So what we find out, because what happens is Nate yanks him out mm-hmm. and he instantly starts to disintegrate. Yeah. And, and he's like, town. uh, what, what's going on? And, um, so Ed gets, gets everyone out. Of oblivion right like the people Which, that were several issues ago um i want to say it's when heather is talking to the pentagon um parking in the rear i want to say that's when she brings up um that their skin or uh organs or blood or something it's not really blood it's this kind of thing and when it's exposed to um like when it's exposed or whatever it, it's more of a dust than a liquid so I thought that was really cool that he just mm. kind of it, it like rips off his back in a way and he just kind of crumbles and it just turns into dust. Yeah. yeah. So we get a I like how how Ed says like everybody to me and they all come to him and then they just teleport the fuck well, out. Of even, there. Because... Well, even before that, Gakal's uh, like, uh, we need to leave now. Yeah, he knows what's happening. The fuck out. And but but we didn't know what was happening. And then we get yet another flashback. Um mm-hmm. Of them not really knowing, and and this this is like very poignant, I think, because it's it's like global warming isn't an issue right now. It's a generational thing. Like let let our grandkids worry about that, you know. And um, that's one hundred percent. That's what they thought the growth was, and the worse the growth got, the faster it spread, mm-hmm. and it spiraled out of control. And there was infighting. There was um, clans. There were many different clans that were that were warring with each other, and Grand Kirag was the leader that stopped it and he well there were there were a whole bunch of there was like a huge fight and then there were a bunch of like smaller subgroups factions yeah yeah that broke off and and grand kirag came in and he gathered up all of those smaller clans and built an army just one army out of them and then kind of made peace tj what does that second to last panel remind you of tron Yep, thanks, Bill. Uh, it does You're welcome. Trying, yeah? <laughs> Definitely. Uh, um, uh, Director Ward. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, they, so and, all, and, of, all of the tubes and things that, that we always talked about, like, we wonder what those are. They, they were preserving him. They, were, they, they did everything in their power to extend his life because 
he was the only one to keep the clan. And it got to the point where he was viewed as like it was almost superstitious that he was the only one, so we got to keep him alive because if he goes, then everything falls apart. And they found that yeah. out because he tried to step down, and when he did step mm-hmm. down, that's when they yeah. all flip you know and that's why they tried to, to to try to but again it's very it's very self-fulfilling prophecy did they just believe it so hard that they were like oh he's not there we got to start fighting each yeah. other yeah yeah well um, he was the peacemaker too there was no nobody else like him but i mean like i i, I, I in my mind he hasn't done anything and it's very much just a symbol now at this point like thank you ryan he is not needed like they've kept peace for this long because of him or because they're capable of peace um, well we don't know we don't know we also don't know the nature of it because i mean if you look i mean you'll you'll find well i'm skipping a little bit ahead here uh but all around the world they all the kuthal just start fighting each other mm-hmm. even though they were on the same side a second ago yeah. you know what i mean so we don't really know the nature of it and and how he was connected to the rest of them was he like a queen bee and you know just the, the rest of the bees just fall apart without him instantly i mean but it's not like uh, I would but I, I would agree with that because like how did they all know that he died instantly and started exactly. fighting with that's one another? My, that's my point. And, yeah. and I mean, obviously, we don't know how they communicate. You know, they're from a different dimension. They're aliens. So they could have a hive mind kind of like thing. But there was peace before TJ, before the growth happened. So the fact that they, quote unquote, need him to not fight, like doesn't line up. I feel like it was a missed opportunity to to empathize with Grand Kirag and f- for us to see a um, what they see in him as as like a leader. I feel like there could have been even an issue where it just showed like him I... being empathetic to the faceless men and like actually making good decisions and like, yeah. oh, this is why they choose him as a leader. Not, not out of fear or because just blind belief, but because he's a good person. I feel like it could have hit harder this happening. The... The the infighting is going to have to be resolved one way or another next issue. And maybe in that we get a little bit of a answer as to why they believed the Great Kira. Oh, that's a good was, point. There's still a lot of infighting. What, yeah. But that's what I mean. Like maybe there is a, a an answer to why they believed he was keeping them together. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you think this one guy was keeping you together, but you guys have been at peace for all these years. You know, like th- we might get some... Uh, some sort of answer mm-hmm. to that, but yeah, yeah, interesting. So, so we, you get you you get the mothership of of Grand Kirag that's taken down, and then all of the Faceless Men start fighting, and and the war is pretty much over now because they actually reverse the transferences like the the Faceless Men did. So Paris, Hong Kong, it shows them go back to normal because they were escaping to oblivion to continue their fighting. Um, yeah, they even said that like we're, the the whole point was for. Nathan or for the humans to destroy, destroy the transference devices. And then yeah. general Harkins, like we, we, we need to continue to do that. We have to do that. And they're like, Oh, well we don't really need to because they're doing it for us. They yeah. kind of retreated back to yeah. not retreated, but they, they took their own internal fight back to oblivion. Yeah. Which is also a little odd to me. Um, just in that, like whether they, whether they agree with the other clans or they despise the other clans or not, their home world is being overrun and they know that they cannot live there. So why go back? I, uh, your confusion is part of why I just didn't like these four pages. Like 
you know, one, one, two, three, four, five, six, six, this, these six pages where it's, it's Grand Kirag dying, the infighting happening, them retreating, and then there being victory in war. Like, I mean, I don't I, know. It, I, it, it I, redeems itself at the end. It redeems itself at I, the end because I feel like Kirkman was trying to do something a little cliche, like, you know, destroy the queen bee and then all, all of them stop. But then something at the end actually happens. And that's what is what we got. Out yeah. Of it's not just, and, and I, I think know we've... too, like even uh, general ward says, uh, and again, I'm skipping a little bit ahead here and we'll go back to it, but um, well, let's just get to it. So they're, they're, yeah. They're in the streets and they're partying. There's confetti everywhere. They're celebrating that uh, their war is over. Um, you know, Nathan and and Heather are kissing. Uh, everybody is happy. And then Duncan says, "So is is it over?" And then uh, General Ward says, um, "Oh, it's just the beginning. Now that the forces are in disarray, so yeah, they're fighting, but they they know that like, it's like if if mine and Ryan's goal is to take Bill down." But we can't seem to fucking, like, get our shit together. Uh, we need to regroup and get our shit together before we can take you. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's fighting with each other. They, Their their armies were in disarray because they couldn't get along. And you have to get along if you're going to fucking take down the Earth. Mm -hmm. So that's why. He, wa he, wa he wanted to take advantage of the fact that they're in disarray to end the threat. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. now what General Ward is saying is... Now that they're in disarray, we need to go after them and not allow them to regroup, not allow them to get their shit together before they get their shit together and then attack us again. Mm -hmm. So um, there's more partying. There's, you know, um, and uh, Dulam comes out and he says, this is how you this is what you do when all of my people, everything well, that just happened to my people. Ahead, he, shows, he shows up furious like they're, right. they're talking, you know, we're just said that we're going to take the fight to them. Um, and he he's freaking out. And he's like, this is what you do while my people are suffering. You're celebrate you're celebrating. Um, and Heather is like, you know, calm down. I know this is I didn't even consider what how this could be affecting you and how this is in poor taste. And Nate's like, yeah, I guess we didn't even consider. And Delam's like, you don't speak to me. Don't talk to me. You laugh as my world burns. Um, you'll die for what you did. And he pulls a knife on Nate. And uh, Nate uh, jump or Ed jumps in front of it to protect Nate and says, "Nate, move!" and is the one that gets stabbed in the heart. He in dead. the heart, he's dead. He, he he's dead. dead. He gets stabbed when he says, "Nathan, move!" and then he's dead when Nate says, "Ed." Like, look, his eyes yeah, are yeah. rolled in yeah. the back of his head, and there's no chance that he's alive. He's dead. Yeah. Which I think, which again. I, I think that, yes, it was supposed to be a moment of, like, distraction with all this, like, cliche kind of end of the alien war thing happening because that hit really hard because you're like, yeah, they befriended these faceless men. It's not that, like, if I were a human living in an alien world and I agreed with the aliens because humans were bad, but then all the humans got sent back to Earth and were killing themselves, I, I feel like I would be kind of mad that they were like celebrating so yeah the only thing that stuck to me was like okay so we see delam he's there when gakol is gakol is telling the story about lord halak and everything that happened and then he assumed they fly to whatever airbase they land they all start celebrating and gakol's like you know what you know, fuck this. I'm pissed off. You you guys are all celebrating. It, it's just 
he lived with Heather for three years. Like, they watched Real Housewives. Like, he just went in front of Lord Halak with them. He was with them mm-hmm. in that fight in the throne room. Like, he knows that they were all about to be killed. They got out of it. They survived. He knows that humans don't stand a chance. This this race that he's grown to love and live with for the last three years. He knows that the humans have lost. It's over. Oh, wait, it's not over because Nate accidentally killed Lord Halak. And now this infighting is happening. It's all your fault. So, Ryan. Uh, I, I and, and it's... And it's the kind of thing where I feel like I need a little bit more uh, of Delam to explain to me why this is so important. Mm -hmm. And and one of the things I liked about the reread that I did was Robert Kirkman did set up the infighting, did set up the tribes. That is talked about before this issue a couple times. They they tolerate each other. All the, the goes on and like they... Well, not even just that, but they specifically call out there's different tribes and everything, yeah. not just the sects of the goes on and whatnot, um, or the military and everything. Um, but like, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I guess Delam being that upset over over this, and yeah, I get the celebrating is is might be in bad taste, Insen- insensitive, insensitive. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it, it didn't. I guess I guess to see. Okay, they're all fighting. Okay, so they're going to retreat for a little bit and then we're going to finish this fight. I don't know. I don't know. I just I wasn't sure how to feel about it. What if Delam's intentions here were not to kill Nate? What what if what if You mean more... like he did like four or five issues ago to Ed at the end of the issue when he punched him he didn't, and so he even said like I I that's that he wasn't trying another... to kill him. He was trying to kick him out of oblivion because yes. he knew that. I'm just saying the issue ended with us thinking, oh, Delam is bad. He's he's killing Ed. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, no, no. He's saving his life because he cares so much about him and he doesn't want to see him die. This was but, the same day. So I have something that it also could be. Okay. Uh, all, all of a sudden, after um, the Grand Kirog died, all of the Kirog started fighting each other what if something changed in him after the grand kirog died something yeah exactly exactly okay. and that's what so we were talking about before between, yeah. and, that, and the, that's what i was saying along, if it along is... with the grand kirog went peace in like internal peace in the grand in the in the kuthal yeah and there could be something alien about it something otherworldly that we don't understand that there is this kind of like hive mind slight you know mm-hmm. bee thing where there is a connection there is something that is that is keeping them together. And it is this one person. They do need a leader to keep them, you know, I don't know, maybe. Um, but I also think that it, I, it, it's not that I don't like it either. It's like, I do like it. It's just, especially because of the result. I think that, and, and the meaning behind it, it's like, you guys are celebrating. My people are fighting like this, the, just because you're surviving and we're suffering doesn't mean that it's over. You know, mm-hmm. you, you care about me just like, you know, we're assuming Delam cares about them. Like, and they even say, oh, sorry, that was insensitive. Um, so I get, I get it. I do. It's just mm-hmm. one of those things where I was like, wow, this is maybe just happening a little fast. I don't know. One thing I will we say always... though, that, that we know is that Robert Kirkman, and I know we can't get our hopes up, but Robert Kirkman fucking kills it on final issues. 
know. And it's an oversized issue. A lot can you know happen. What's funny? I don't it's... even know what's going to happen. <laughs> I honestly don't even know what what it could be. Do you guys the, remember taking the... the fight to them? Or I, do you I don't guys know. remember the penultimate issue of Invincible? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it ending with like, all right, we're gonna go get on this ship. Yeah, it was kind of yeah. lackluster, and we were like, uh, we're a little nervous for 144. <laughs> and then the, the final issue was it's like one of the best things we've ever read. It took place over the course of 500 years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I actually really liked this issue. I thought it was very good. No, no, it is. It is. Yeah. And I think, and, and like what Bill was talking about before, like the actual, um, the, the, the things that are finally coming out and you, you, you might've heard uh, Lorenzo talk a little bit about it in our interview. Like the, the, the message is coming out and it's getting more, more and more clear and pointed um, when it comes to the growth and the negli- negligence of, of a civilization to be like, nah, it's fine. You know, mm-hmm. like we'll, we'll deal with it later or the next generation will deal with it and ignoring it until it's too late. Uh, and then just, you know, the, now we got celebration. Well, another, uh, another people suffer and, and, and I don't know, there's some really interesting themes going on. And I, I'm, like I said, I'm here for all that. I think I'm just, the, the thing that struck me was like, man, good call, you know, like you were, you the housewives, you know, like you were the, the Delam. funny one, Delam, sorry, Delam, you were the funny one, like way too big to be in the apartment. And like, mm-hmm. I guess maybe it just hurts a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think, if we read the last two issues as one issue, we would have less to say about what to, I mean, to your point with invincible, the, the, the penultimate episode or, uh, issue. So he'll bring it home. I, oh, of, I have no of doubt that, of that. I'm absolutely sure he'll bring it home. The cover of 36. Oh, of course. The cover. I know, man is yeah. fucking awesome. We talked about it with Lorenzo too. It's, it's, it's a and perfect you... way to end. And you guys see what what is happening, right? I mean, there's it's no, not a there's spoiler. There's no growth. There's no there's growth. No, there's no growth. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you look at at issue issue one's cover, it's Nate standing there in the, oblivion, in the section of Philadelphia that got transferred, and it's it's covered in growth. Yeah. And if you and, look at twenty five, where it's the, the the furthest into the future that we yeah. see this cover, uh, it, it's completely overrun. Just like Lorenzo was yeah. saying, like. You don't, there's not even recognizable buildings anymore at this point. Yeah. So great. So we talked about our predictions for the, the final up, the final issue and what would happen to like humans and, and would they be, you know, forced to just go breathe at, <laughs> at, at oblivion to like filter their air. And I feel like that could still happen. Like, Absolutely. And, and, I, and I don't and I don't think that it would be a they would force they would be forced to do. It. I think human mankind would like that would be their solve for peace between the dimensions, because yeah. I mean, which is they, funny. No, sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say that they're always a threat. They they have the technology now to do go there to go to Earth whenever they want to. So they sure shit better find a way to be friendly with these these things. Yeah. I'm I'm really interested because almost more interested than what happens with humanity is the the infighting thing. How does that get resolved? Because that is clearly a big point going into this final issue. Mm-hmm. And and how do humans have a impact on that? You know, like instead of, you know, like with Director Ward saying, "Oh, we're going to, you know, gear up and head to them." I mean, do humans go over there and help with the peace? I mean, do they go over I don't know. What if what if Nate goes there 
with he's the new Lord Halak, and he's the new or Great Kirag. Yeah, Great Kirag, and he actually gets hooked up, and they keep him alive for thousands of years because <laughs> he's their savior. Mm. Could happen. Final thoughts, TJ? Predictions? I really don't know where to go from here, honestly. I don't know what the last issue is going to be. I mean, uh, General uh, Ward said that we need to take to take the fight to them. Is that all going to be in, like, one issue? And also have enough story in there to not, for it not to just be, you know cover to cover war like I, I I don't I don't really know like I mean we we always said that one person would have to die and obviously we know that that's Ed now I, I mean I would assume it looks pretty it looks pretty bad for him it doesn't look good mm-hmm. um so he's probably he I think we can assume that he's gonna die um I don't know I can't even can't even really guess to to say this so what do you guys think what do you think the final issue looks like I don't know. I mean, you have to deal with the fallout of Ed, right? So Ed, Ed is dead. So you have to have them grieving. Ed is dead. Dead Ed. Him. And so that's going to be. Does next issue what? take place right away? What two to three? It has to. Or is it three a funeral? Three years later. Three oh, years later. I, I think you next think so? issue starts at least at least a week. It's got to start a little after. I don't think it's we're not gonna, gonna. It's not going to do three years later. The only no reason way. why I think I feel like I. Okay. This is tough. Oh, I but feel you know like what? it's a Kirkman thing to do. However, General mm. Ward said we need to go now. We can't allow them enough time to regroup. So if it's going to show that war, there can't be much. It, it's got to be pretty quick, but there could be a three years later. You know what? I'm going to say, Ryan, I agree with you. There is going to be a time jump, but it's not going to be in the very beginning of the, of the uh, issue. It's no. going to be like halfway through. And and if the cover is, I mean, the cover could just be artistic and just, just to be fun with with the playing off the covers and the growth going away but if we're ever going to see the growth go away that would take so long you know what i mean like it's not yeah. like humans go over there and immediately it just disappears i mean like, there was a huge group there was a huge group of humans that were living in oblivion for 10 years mm-hmm. and it's and all it did was slow it it just slowed it yeah right so yeah. what if we get like a the the next issue starts immediately with with ed dying and the fallout of that and there's mm-hmm. like maybe three or four pages and then it's a three-year jump because they're like we have to go there now we have to go to war and then it's they they transfer and then it says three years later and then it's just oblivion is like colonized by humans and <laughs> the growth is going away and maybe they're somehow living in peace with the cathal and <laughs> that and then you get like their and then the, the final, I mean, the whole point of the last issue is, like, how they become, like, friendly yeah. with one so another. So much would have to happen, though, because yeah. the transferences that we've seen, the biggest transference that we've seen will only take the, will an take entire a city. city. Like, yeah, and, and L.A. Only or Hong Kong. Yeah, dude, think about that. Like, you, in order for that growth to disappear that quickly well, they start i mean large population unless, areas and they start unless you, know, you think that like mm-hmm. unless you think that nathan in the co- on the cover of issue 36 is much like fucking much much older i think there has to be a bigger transference that happens hmm. but they'd have to set up that story and then execute it or mm-hmm. kirkman would have to but it's not just know. having a, it's not just having a transference happen. It's just having humans over there. You can't just do a right. huge one to one swap because that doesn't mm-hmm. change anything. 
that's my point. That's what I'm yeah. saying. We're agreeing. Yeah. yeah. You have to. Yeah, that's the thing. You have to have humans. It was also really cool doing the reread and 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 like learning about how the uh, the transferred zone slowly turned into a desert and died off. And it's like, oh, we know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Again, I, I'm just fascinated to see if, if there's going to be something where the, the, the faceless men, the Cthul, end up learning to stop the fighting and what brings them together and, you know, how that how that gets resolved because that and i did not expect to get to issue 35 and to be more interested in the 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 result of uh, of this of you know the the faceless men and their mm-hmm. and how their civilization recovers from this i un, until last issue was thinking just about you know how the human race was going to survive it ryan you just recently you you've read it well a couple days ago right mm-hmm. you finished it mm-hmm. so this is fresh in your head didn't when when the Cathal said we figured it out, we pinpointed how to do it, but we still don't know where the energy surge came from. That never got answered, did it? Like where the energy spikes came from for the transference to the, 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 the initial one. Yeah, it was something to do with uh, like they were searching for something and it and it and they tapped into it. It was just like mm-hmm. tapped into it and it just spiked kind of thing. Yeah, I don't they think there did was say that in issue it... at the end of issue 25. It was at the end of issue 25 when uh, they were transporting people back or transferring people back and forth. Uh, one of the faceless men that finally got the data that he needed, he mentioned it. But I can't remember. I don't think it was twenty five. Uh, they, they were sitting. They were. I remember they were, they were sitting in like a, a yeah. faceless member sitting in. No, a room it was twenty. That, it was twenty four. Yeah, because it was, was twenty four. It was, it was, it was during the invasion. Was, right. Right. Or right. during the attack, I should say. Yep. Um, oh. But yeah, they were they were trying to lock on to one of the the uh, their, their signals or something, and they they got it. Yep. But, um. Yeah. So that is the next issue should come out uh, end of April as of now. Um. So we'll look forward to that. And Ryan, I believe you have an email for us. I do. Let's see here. Um, Pause for dramatic effect. I'm opening it. Here it is. This is from Jared Yaw. Hey guys, my God, what a wild ride this has been. Visually loved the looks of Paris and Hong Kong on pages four and five and 22. Just beautiful. Still loving these colors. The three panel vertical shots of the Cuthal during the growth history on 18 and 19 were amazing as well. Nathan Scoot drop killing the, the great Kirog was a twist I did not know I needed. What a very normal and frustrated move on Nathan's part. Seems poetic for both Nathan and the Cuthal. Interested to see what you guys, uh, to, to hear what you guys think of Delam's reaction. You may very well cover the stuff in your interview, but if you're talking, taking questions for Lorenzo, oh, sorry, Jared, we already talked to him. Um, he asked whether the Cathar, he said the Cathar, an incredibly interesting design. How did you go about deciding what the species would look like? Is a great question. Uh, he also wanted to know there's quite a few groups of Cathar that goes on, Halak's group, the Great Kirog, the Wilderness Cathar. Was there any particular inspiration for the look of these different groups? Thanks for the podcast, guys. Look forward to that final issue. Um, I will say in the back of the hardcovers, he does literally talk, just going to say that, right? Yeah, a little bit about the different designs for uh, the different groups and inspiration for those. 
But yeah, sorry we missed so you. Definitely, definitely check out the uh, the. I mean, they're so cool. The hardcover books are so cool. I can't wait for yeah. for the third one to come out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of cool stuff in the in the back of those as well. So yeah. Um. So I mean, that's it. That's that's you thirty five. I mean, that's right. Final prediction: Duncan can't... is staying in Oblivion. Yeah, I think it's gonna. Be, I think guys, there's I, gonna be different groups. I think he's it's, gonna yeah, be it's with gonna people be a very over split. there. I, I wouldn't be surprised if like half of the Earth population after ten years decide to live in oblivion for whatever reason. Like I think it's gonna be something like that. Like a very um, there's gonna be a lot of synergy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the series opened up with uh, Nathan being the sole person who just goes back and forth between um, Earth and Oblivion, trying to find people, trying to bring people back. And I think it's going to end with him just being the, um, uh, what is what is a uh, Sherpa, basically, that brings people, um, he brings people to Oblivion, an Oblivion back to Earth, and um, like, a, like a guide. Yeah. I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. A good bookend. We'll I see. Go. Remember, remember, we we thought we always thought that because there's two dimensions that we know there of oblivion, and there could be a third, <laughs> yeah. and, and there could be more. I would um, I would I would put less money on that now, being at the penultimate issue, um, than I did. Did you really back think the then. last issue of Invincible would span 500 years, Ryan? Did no. you think that no. exactly? So expect. I'm so unexpected. excited. I'm, I'm always ex- I always look forward to a Robert Kirkman mm-hmm. finale. So it's gonna be good absolutely all right so we'll look forward to that in april let's dig into because it's been a while what we've been up to lately so tj you start man what have, what have you been up to uh i mean again it's been several months so we won't go into super heavy detail but uh I've been watching a ton of stuff. One thing that I forgot to bring up uh, on a, on Invincible podcast, one thing that I do think that you guys should watch um, is the new season of Dexter. Was great. It was great. Was it, it was, really? It was great. Was it? Wow. Was it? Was it season two and no. season three great of Inven- of of uh, Dexter? No, it wasn't. But it was great, and uh, you should you should watch it. I mean, it wasn't that good. I mean, for season one, two, and four of Dexter was like some of the best TV we've ever seen. It wasn't mm-hmm. that. But it was awesome, and it felt very different from from Dexter, and it was just more like a little more simplistic, in a, but in a good way, in a really, really good way. I, I loved it, and there's a reason why you guys should watch it, like a okay. really good reason. Was the intro as good as the original show? Uh, the intro there wasn't really there was really no intro. In fact, That's it just was Dexter, and it kind of ripped off uh, Invincible animated series. Hmm. Yeah, and it, like the blood just kind of kept growing each episode. Yeah, kind of ripped off Invincible, but it was very good. So check that out. Um, just spitballing here. Um, I'm watching Succession right now, which I'm fucking obsessed with. The more I really? watch it, I just oh, I can't stop watching it. Where are you so, at? Uh, I literally minutes before jumping on here finished the season finale of two, and holy oh, shit! Oh yeah, oh holy yeah, shit. man. Yeah. That was good shit. Wow. Um, it's very good. Uh, Cobra That's Kai good. was great. Uh, the the first half of the last season of Ozark 
incredible. Bill and I watched uh, The Foundation, which was great. It's so very good. much. So it's very good. much. Um, it was described as, and I completely agree that it is um, Game of Thrones Game of in Thrones. space. Yeah. Uh, and I also watched Invasion. I haven't watched a single thing on Apple TV that wasn't great. We, I mean, Ted Lasso, Invasion, The Foundation, and Morning, the Morning Show. Show, all all um, amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, they're solid. Um, geez, uh, just trying to quick fire things here. Um, we finished Succession. Um, Ryan Otley and Donny Cates Hulk. I already mentioned that. That's something I look forward to every month. Saga is back. I have a oh new issue God. and I haven't read it. It's right here next to me and I haven't read it yet. A new issue of Saga and I haven't read it. That's I crazy hate to me. Saga comic to comic again. I hate it so much. <laughs> I loved the return. In a good way. I'm, in a good way. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, excited for this new issue. Um, I finished a book, first novel I read this year. Um, I usually read a couple a year. Um, you told us about it. It's the, um, it's, you know, like Olympic gods, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a Greek mythology one all about Circe. Yep. That one was really good. Um, what else? What was it called? To? Circe. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I said it's about <laughs> Circe, and it is also called Circe by um, Madeline Miller. Um, and uh, I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima, which has been very great. Um, it's a very satisfying open world game uh, where I am clearing every single thing that I come across as I come across it. And it's been very, uh, very satisfying to sit down and just knock off yeah. a few uh, missions because they're all like, like perfect length to just go help this person do this thing. And it's like five minutes and it's a great story, you know, between these characters and then on to the next thing where I'm following a wolf towards a shrine or I'm sorry, a fox towards a shrine or you know, doing all these different things. So I've been having a blast with that. Um, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of it. Yeah. Ghost of Tsushima is, is very good. Uh, you're a little late to the party, but it can't, yeah. it got, it, it, it was remastered and re-released for PS5. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember like it, it engulfed all of our lives at my house. Like me and Riker would just go around really? and be, and, and we just say for honor, for no reason. Like we would just, <laughs> he'd, he'd get me a cup and he'd play for honor, you know? Oh my God. Um, That's hilarious. Yeah. But me, um, I mean, other than all the things that TJ said and, and, and I, I have not watched succession. Um, I feel like I probably should though. I mean, is, will I like it? I didn't really like newsroom. Like, I don't uh, know I if it's a bill show. Didn't like Newsroom? I couldn't get into it, dude. Like, oh, I watched the first couple like episodes. It. I don't oh think Bill would like Succession. So, and... TJ and I saw Uncharted. I also saw Uncharted. That was something. What did you think? I thought that it did some things really, really well. Um, Nathan, Drake, Tom Holland, they, they did a really good job of making him, like, get fucked up. Like, clumsily, like, get tossed around and, like... You know, not be not being very um, uh, like you know orchestrated in his moves and stuff. I thought the action was great, uh, the big action set pieces. The but set pieces. I think yeah. I think like from like a TJ said it great. Like it just it, it made me want to watch National Treasure because that, in my opinion, is like one of the best that kind of movie yeah, yeah. ever. Like treasure hunting kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it, but honestly, guys, like, think about fucking video game movies. That was a great video game movie. Like, for what it could have been, it yeah. was really good. We got it wasn't. Luck. It wasn't bad. It also wasn't really good either. I, I actually think it's a really good 
start like it's a good foundation because i like where they all are and like i told tj afterwards like if they make like two more of these movies just imagine like the age and the uh, that mm-hmm. both of those like both him and sully will be um bringing in um uh elena yeah elena, elena and, yeah like i think they have a really good foundation because everything was pretty clear like everything was brother like I, I, I enjoyed it a lot i hate when video games and movies and stuff and like the last movie, they're like, oh, yeah, the whole time that this was happening, there's a this, there's a brother that like is so impactful to the story. And I hated that. I hated they brought Sam in in the fucking thir- third game the, oh, or the yeah. last game, the fourth game. Um, yeah. And I just that's just a stupid cop out. Like, bro, the fourth was you, hands down the best game out of the. Yeah. Fourth. But you've never talked about your brother this entire fucking time. And all of yeah, a sudden, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that he's been introduced in the very, very beginning is super smart. The fact that this spoiler alert. Okay, is a prequel to the first game. Mm-hmm. I loved yeah. that. I thought that that was so fucking smart and cool yeah. because Sully and the whole time they never had the relationship in the movie. I'm like, when are they going to be Sully and? Nate? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why and, it felt weird, and that's why there were things about it that I didn't like until afterwards. I'm like, okay, well, this is a good origin for that relationship. Yeah, it's like if they'd made it a could still go bad, game, but right like now they, it's yeah. You know. If they made a prequel video game, that this would be it. Yeah, I also really liked how, like, right off the bat, within the first few seconds of the movie, there's a gunfire, and it made me, like, instantly feel like I was playing the game, because they used the same gunfire sound effects, like, of guns shooting. It yeah. sounds identical, man. It was. Like, really? It was, every yeah. time oh. anyone shot a gun, it was like, oh my god, it took me back, because the gun sounds in, the, in, in, those yeah. game, in those games are so um, unique to me, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought I was okay. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, you got, you had I'm the highest, huge, you had higher yeah. expectations than we did. I'm a huge, huge Uncharted fan. I've, I've, I've always loved those games. They're, they're, it's probably my favorite video game franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, just from the, we watched the first trailer together. We were all just happened to be together when we all saw the first trailer, and I was just like, eh, I, I don't know. I, if I tell you like you never seen anything. You didn't even know it was coming out. And I'm like, dude, I'm about to show you an Uncharted movie with Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. It let me down a bit, but I, I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it was bad, but it, mm-hmm. it was... It would have been okay. would have been a touch better without seeing a trailer. Yeah, and it literally it was there. just like... And I told Bill this, and this, this is why I told him that it made me want to watch um, uh, National Treasure, is is the the clues and the puzzle solving was just literally like oh that something was... goes here and then they'd look look over in the corner and be like oh here's something yeah and then it just oh it just happened the key fits look at that yeah was, and that was oh, something so else that uh i want to say tim getty said on the kind of funny podcast review of it where it was very much like watching people solve things because they know the answer isn't as interesting as being able to solve it and figure it out along with them like mm-hmm. hey i know all this all these details about magellan he went here and did this and did this and stopped here because that's what he did uh, okay okay let's let's go let's go then you know it's mm-hmm. not as interesting as like solving it with them do you remember the scene do you remember the scene in national treasure where the the fucking guy that never gets to figure anything out and he's like huh i actually know something that you yeah. guys don't know i just about. watched and it yeah. and it's uh, it it's the ago. daylight savings time thing so they actually they were looking for the time and stuff like that and oh god that yeah. movie's so good oh so good. both of them are good um all right anything else you want to bring up though 
Uh, I beat Dying Light 2 in about three days just streamlining the story because I really wanted to play Horizon, um, which is phenomenal. It awesome. Is Can't such wait a phenomenal to play it next year. Did you year. play Zero Dawn, Ryan? Oh, yeah. I platinumed that and the, and the, and the DLC. Bro, yeah, I know. You are going to love this game. Yeah, I just can't. I'm, I'm, I'm so neck deep in Shishima that, like, not only am I not going to stop this now, but yeah. I, I don't think I'm going to want to go directly into an open world game immediately. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll stall a little bit and maybe pick it up a little bit cheaper. Yeah. All right. Let's dig into pop culture news. So, exactly one week from this very moment, we will all be in a movie theater watching Matt Reeves' The Batman. Oh, am good I, point. Am I allowed to talk about it a little bit, We need DJ? to... Um, oh, please, I'm, please. I'm very, very excited. I, I, w- I was excited when I first saw the trailer and when, like, Matt Reeves got announced that he's directing and then he wrote it. But, the man, the closer it gets to the date, I can't fucking wait. I can't wait. I watched uh, the first trailer like hundreds of times, um, like the teaser trailer. I watched um, the second trailer, I think maybe two or three times. And then I just completely shut myself off from it. I haven't seen any of the the scenes that got released. I don't know how many there were. I haven't seen the last two trailers. I think there was one just released, right? I haven't seen yeah, either of those. Um, I literally went to go see a movie the other day. Uh I saw what was it? Um, cursed. Uh, the cursed, and it showed the new Batman trailer, and I literally just plugged my ears and hummed throughout the whole thing as we do. Uh, so I literally haven't seen anything past the second trailer. So I'm nervous because I really, really want it to be good, and I I trust Matt Reeves because he's awesome, and uh, I I hope it's gonna be good. I I have a yeah, stupid amount wait. of faith in Matt Reeves. He's I, I think he's more of a consistent director than other people that we love, like Nolan and stuff. He hasn't done as many things as Nolan, but but I don't know. I can't wait. I did see something today that said, um, I didn't click on it or anything, but the article title was um, early viewings of the Batman um, say that Robert Pattinson will be the new favorite Batman. There... In in a clip that I watched, he's just talking in his and it's in the trailer too. I don't, I don't like I, know. I love I love how he sounds. I love how he sounds. I think Christian Bale is too extreme. I think that it's more of a Keaton kind of Oh like Christian Bale's so good though. I get I get I get the Where are the he, other drugs going? Like he was he was honestly the best Bruce Wayne. So in being the best, you're gonna get made fun of. You're gonna I mm-hmm. mean, but Christian Bale was fucking come on. I, I, I understand the criticism with the voice, but he was awesome as Bruce yeah. Wayne. Awesome. So, Ryan, any thoughts on the Batman? I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. Uh, the first thought is, oh, my God, we're going to have to record Invincible Podcast uh, earlier because we're going to be, you're right, TJ, we are going to be sitting in a theater a week from today. Oh, so yeah, we do got to make do gotta make sure to check our schedule on that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm very, really excited. I, uh, I've always loved the Riddler, and uh, yeah. it's always been one of my favorite, if not my favorite, uh, um, Batman villains ever since even Jim Carrey. Because he played it in a really fun, interesting way, and uh, I'm really excited to see how this this one is. I mean, Paul Dano's amazing. Um, oh, he's so good. Yeah. So we'll see. It's it's I have really high expectations for it. So we'll see. Uh, we high all hopes, saw, I should say. 
we all saw um, Spider-Man No Way Home. I loved it. Ryan loved it. Uh, Bill, you just thought it was okay. Yeah. Right? Uh, Ryan, I'll start with you. Thoughts on the Doctor Strange trailer? Looks like madness. Oh. Again, like, I can't even... Quantum I, I, of Madness? I, I, quantum of Madness. Um, multiverse of Madness. Uh it, it it looks insane, man. It looks insane. Like they're like Marvel is at a is in a place right now where they can just do anything they want. And if it's a crazy story and they get a an awesome writer with a fun director and they get the they get any cast they want, you know, pretty much they can tell any story they want. They can just have all this fun and they're just able to do it now. They've they've put in the work, they've built this universe, they've created things that make it so they can do anything with reality with time with anything regarding this not only the stones but now they're like oh yeah and multiverses are a thing this has been broken open so we can do anything and 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 it looks like the kind of movie where um man if the kind of stuff they're showing off in the trailer is any indication like what the the kind of stuff that they're just not showing us is going to be crazy i can't wait this is uh this is gonna be fun i'm scarlet witch saying to dr strange when i do it yeah yeah (laughs) i'm a villain but when you do the same thing that i did you're a hero like Mm -hmm. that it's it's spot on like it's it's such a contradiction like what the fuck she's so right about that Mm -hmm. um i think it's i i loved the first dr strange i thought that it was a great movie i think that it obviously had some flaws with like a, an origin story would it, it followed a, it followed a marvel trope yeah, that they were it, that they were in in that in that era it yeah, was it if, was anything, iron man if anything if you if you can't respect what marvel has done they were able to retcon things that they did in earlier movies and have it be canon and make sense and that is fucking insane yeah. that they were able to do that like it hate it whatever but you have to fucking respect the, the accomplishment they, that they have done they have done and and like just living through this like this like what we're up to like what 30 some movies it's so awesome and we're living shows in the best like generation we're living of, in the best i mean yeah. and 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 not only that but we could throw this in here now like even what dc is doing like they're having fun they're they're, they're doing some amazing things with their movies and the, mm-hmm. the, their slate of things like keaton coming back and i mean yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm I think cry. what's happening. I think what's cry. happening is like, you know, Marvel and, and, and DC, they're finally finally starting to realize like, peop, fans have always been a presence. I mean, and saying like, this is what we want. This is what we want. And almost, like I would say, like all the time, they never follow that ever. Well, they never follow it. Fan service like, used like, to be a bad word. Like it used to be like, Ooh, right, it's, it's too fan service. But is, now like more than that, like, I mean, fans have said no way home. It fucking makes sense. You introduce the multiverse. This is a sure fire idea. And like for the first time and bill, you and I talked about this for, for a long time about how badly we wanted that to happen, but it'll never happen. And mm-hmm. they did it. And it was like one of the most successful movies ever of all time. And it yeah. like, it got me so sentimental because like Tobey Maguire is my Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield fucking killed it. Like it was so good. And now like, like um, DC starting to starting to do it with the flash. Like you said, bringing Michael Keaton back. And I think that Dr. Strange is just going to be them full on just like, 
let's just give people what they want. And, it, and I think the difference I'm is excited for it. fan service years ago used to be, okay, these, these executives, whoever these people are making these decisions are like, okay, just let's do, let's do the fan service thing. But now you've got fans making and doing the fan service. These are the mm-hmm. people that actually want this stuff and they care about these characters and they care about these stories and uh, they're just doing it right. And it's just been so much fun. It's a, it's a really interesting time to to be like our age enjoying these things because i mean you've got like my son and like teenagers that don't know who toby Maguire is and don't know who that spider-man is and that's fucking crazy right so like the fact that these movies are for us because we were the perfect age when they were relevant and mm-hmm. now they're back but more importantly when when movies get rebooted and when batman movies get rebooted and there's new actors and stuff I feel there's there's there were rules that were established like it's a reboot you can't talk about this thing over we here we got to do the origin this again X-Men thing we got to do yep. and and Marvel what they did was they were like fuck it there are no rules and that's kind of scary and cool because like we were so restrained back then with like what movies could do like um Spider-Man could only have Spider-Man villains in it. And like, it it was just, it's everything's just completely wide open and the potential is limitless. And I hope that it's not, um, did you guys see that quote that, um, one of the Russo brothers said Mm -mm. that the only way for this to be successful is, is if corporations stay out of it. Because if, 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 if the audience says we like chocolate ice cream, they're going to be like, here's chocolate ice cream with chocolate chips. Here's chocolate ice cream with, <laughs> with fudge on it. And they're just going to kill it because yeah, yeah, all yeah. They, do, they just want to sell it, sell it, sell it. So it has to be like, how can you make it? How many, how many villains can we put in this movie? Right. <laughs> because it's going to come to a point to where like, you know, the multiverse is a thing and you're going to be like, Oh, well guess what now Wade Wilson's in it. And you're like, well, yeah, obviously like anybody can be in it. So how are you going to keep, that fresh mm-hmm. how are we going to keep surprising people when now you can do whatever you want well yeah and i think that that's very much what uh, uh you know uh, no way home and what multiverse will be these are going to be the blowouts that are like all right here's the craziness here's the fun just so that we can have you know spider-man and daredevil do a movie together like they're yeah. there i don't think this is going to be sacrificing the good stories i think this is a door opening up to be able to tell even more stories and a broader array of stories i mean look at what moon knight looks like like i think marvel is now going to start going down to the point where they're 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 going to just be branching out and giving us some different Mm -hmm. stuff so yeah excited yeah yeah a lot of good stuff coming out um so yeah that'll do it for uh the penultimate episode issue 35 episode 35 what a coincidence of the oblivion song podcast um, we will be back hopefully in April. Uh, we don't have a confirmed exact date. Uh, what what Sean Makowitz said in the letters column was April or so for the finale. So hopefully we won't get a, a major delay there. But whenever it does come out, I assume it would come out on a Wednesday. And then our final episode with maybe another surprise similar to uh, our surprise this episode with Lorenzo De Felici. Maybe not. We don't know. No promises. But uh, we'll be back um, two days after that that issue comes out. So we'll be ba- we'll be back that following Friday. Yeah, and we want to hear what you all have to say. We want we want to hear from everybody. Come on, 
Anyone that's ever written in, we want to hear what you think of the final issue of Oblivion. Not just Song. the final issue, but the whole series. I mean, cul yeah. uh, culminate it. We want we want to hear your your favorite uh, scenes, your favorite characters, your favorite moments uh, from the series, and what you think of of the final wrap up, fun, whether it's fun good or bad. bad or whatever. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. We All will right, see man. you hopefully in April. That's right. All right. Bye. Bye. See you then. Bye. Thank you.